What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being confident? What's wrong with being well, fresh off yet another record, I'm very pleased to say we're joined by New Zealand's fastest woman. In fact, Australasia's fastest woman, Zoe Hobbs, joins us on International Women's Day. G'day, Zoe. Good morning. What a weekend, eh? You must be uh, looking back at that, reflecting with some pretty satisfied vibes. Yeah, I'm still on an emotional high, so I'm just um, trying to bring myself back down and prepare for another weekend of racing because there's another um, week to go in Sydney coming weekend on Saturday. So, yeah, it, it was it was a really cool weekend and um, was in a bit of disbelief. I think everyone didn't really see that coming. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. I sure didn't see it coming. I didn't see 11.07 coming, uh, which was just absolutely phenomenal. When you consider you're, you're coming back from injury, it's your first uh, meet in, in a while, you've done a bit of a promotional tour as well. I was expecting a bit of a pipe opener. I thought you'd win, but I didn't see that time coming. In, in your honest mind, did you see a time like that coming in Wellington? I didn't see it coming in Wellington. I um, I also didn't have super high expectations. I came into the meet pretty relaxed and just wanted to treat it like a season opener and it was nice to not have any expectation on me having just come back from an injury. Um, I think being in that chilled state really helped execute the race that I wanted to because I just went out in the heat and flowed and it seemed to work and often when I'm running my most relaxed that's when I'll run run my best and then after that heat it just gave me the opportunity to just last the final. Um, But no, I didn't see... 11.07 11.07 coming. There were training indicators. Training was going really well, but um, it's about executing it on race day and um, to do it in Wellington was also a bit of a shock. So, yeah. So, Zoe, your first meeting of the year was the Nationals. Uh, tell me the difference about going into the meet. You know you've got a heat and then the final. Was there less pressure in the heat? It was a little bit more chilled than the final, and so it was a great opportunity to actually do my season opener in that kind of environment rather than just stepping straight into an intense race where you can't afford to really do that. And so doing like taking off that heat for the first time was not only just a good opportunity to be able to flow the race, but also get through that first race and know that I can be in one piece because like coming back from a, an injury, it is nice to have that um, reassurance and the more races you get under your belt, the more confident you become in your body. So um, it was nice to, know that I could flow that first one and um, yeah, get through in one piece and then yeah, just give it all in the final. Yes, and then 10.89, which is just stupid. That's just stupid <laughs> fast. <laughs> but, but wind assisted. But the big question I've been wanting to ask you ever since that time was if – I'm going to try and get you to explain this. Let's say you can run, just for mathematics, 11 seconds. If you've got a two-metre <laughs> tailwind – or a two-meter headwind, how much does that 11 seconds, exactly the same race, change? Uh, it can change quite dramatically. And, yeah, wind, I don't think people really understand how much wind can have um, an effect on sprinting. But I don't know what 11 seconds would equate to. There's a there's a rough flat wind calculator that you can use online. Um, also, just take it with a grain of salt. But, yeah, I mean, the 1089, I think it would convert to... If you had a two-metre tail behind you, then it still dips under 11. I think if I had a one-metre tail, then it still might just dip under 11. Um, so it's exciting. Um, 
yeah, it's, it's all there. I think it's just about getting more races under me and um, executing that race even better the next time and having more solid weeks of uninterrupted, unmodified training. What's improved with you over the last um, two years? What it, is it your start? Is it your balance? What, what's been the areas of improvement? I think it's all areas. I've actually looked back on some videos from 2016 when I first moved up here to Auckland, and it's just crazy how much my form has changed. Um, my strength has always been cadence as opposed to length, so that's been a big work on for us to try and decrease the amount of steps that I'm doing across a race whilst also maintaining my strength, which, which is the cadence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also um, got stronger. I, I can apply more force. Um, technically, not just in the, um, how many steps I'm taking, but just technically all round getting better and improving on the start aspect. And then um, I think my top end speed's gotten a little bit better as well. So it's just chipping away at each little area and trying to piece that all together. Do you know how many steps you take for 100 metres? I think I dipped under 50. I think it was like roughly 49, which for, uh, 49 in a bit, which for me is good. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm aiming at, if not trying to still take a little bit less. Well, my challenge to people out there is go and measure 100 metres on the footpath, run 100 metres and count your steps. You're probably at about 75. <laughs> That'll be a good challenge. Um, the cool thing about that time and that performance also is you've banked um, the qualifying time for Budapest World Champs. That must be a big relief. Oh, huge relief. And, yeah, it was kind of gutting when the standards came out uh, end of last year because I had actually done the standard at World Champs, but unfortunately that was two weeks prior to the qualifying window. Um, so I was like, okay, I've got to do this all over again. <laughs> but, yeah, nice to actually just stamp that and um, not have to worry about that anymore, and I can just focus on the build-in to Budapest in, in August. It is a nice weight off my shoulders for sure. Because I was thinking, um, I, I see athletes, and you've been one of them in the past too, you have to chase athletic meetings, to chase the times, to get the qualifying time, to go to these big meetings. So you can sort of map out what now to August looks like without having to chase a time. D- does that take a bit of pressure off? Yeah, for sure. And I think um, having opened my season so late, we're literally at the tail end of the season and I've only got uh, three more races to go. Um, it was quite daunting not knowing whether I'd be able to get a standard in before then. So to do it in my first race is great. And, yeah, it allows you to be a bit more um, concise with how you plan things and um, really structure things around how you want to do the lead into the championships rather than chasing times, which can be really stressful. You had a big international season last week, uh, last year, I should say, and really announced yourself to those that already didn't know about you. But... What, when you're going into big meetings now, can you can you feel like you're going to be more relaxed, um, you're going to be more focused and more at peace at being on that start line with the, with the best sprinters in the world because you've banked that experience in the past? Oh, experience helps for sure, yeah, and I think the more exposure you get to that, the, the better you become in those environments. Um, and I'm trying to challenge running next to pressure especially in getting used to that in my, in my own training environment and um, just hoping that that helps when the time comes to racing on the world stage that, that I can get used to that pressure. But, yeah, I do agree that um, 
yeah, the more experience you have, the, the better you become in those situations. And um, 11 seconds flat, like you've done 10, 8, 9, wind assisted, bugger off wind, but you get that in Wellington. <laughs> um, is, 11, is 11 your Everest? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty um, gold standard uh, mark that I've always wanted to hit and to do that legally would be absolutely incredible. But like even even though it was wind assisted, I've, I've said like, you should give me a 20 metre tailwind and I don't care, I'll still claim it. Um, having done it now for the first time, regardless of the wind, it's just, just insane. So I think having now done it, um, it is nice to know that it's there. Yeah. Um, and hopefully the more, like I say, the less, the, sorry, the more training I get in, it's not interrupted by injury and things like that. The more I can build on it and um, it, it makes this year pretty exciting. And the other thing about um, rising up the world rankings as well is your shoe sponsors throwing you plenty of shoes and you're doing a bit of promo <laughs> work for your sponsor as well. How do you enjoy that side of it? Uh, New Balance is, is so good to me. And um, I was lucky enough to go to Boston this year to the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix. Uh, I didn't go there to compete. and I was just there to watch and be part of it all. But that's where the New Balance HQ is and I got to meet the athletes and the team and it was just a great atmosphere to be part of and I'm super grateful for all of all that they give me and um, yeah, these shoes are great. I mean, I think they've helped me run that 1089 and the 1107, so yeah, happy days. <laughs> and and the, t uh, the wider New Zealand athletics team as well is going great guns. Um, I'd like to claim a little bit of Rosie Elliott's success. I interviewed her. She broke records and won, won events. I interviewed Hamish before he went to Europe, broke records, won events. So um, I'm a little bit of a talisman, <laughs> I like to tell myself. But it must be good seeing these people around you. You're all pushing each other. We saw Eliza return after so long away, winning a national title again. We saw Jacko beat Tom for the first time just about ever at nationals. There's a really good movement in New Zealand track and field at the moment. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, Rosie breaking that 200-meter record was just crazy. And to consider that it was also broken by Georgia Hulls. Um, there's a lot of talent at the moment. And even with Hamish, like you say, going and winning the World Indoor Tour, it's just it's just cool. Like, growing up with these people and seeing them achieve those feats is just, just incredible. And like you say, it does elevate everyone's performance. Um, yeah, it's super inspiring to see them go and break records and continue to better themselves certainly pushes me for sure. So you've got, um, I think you said Sydney this weekend. Uh, hopefully we'll see you at the Graham Douglas as well. What what else, what's the path look like between now and Budapest World Champs in August? Uh, yeah, so it'll be Sydney this weekend, Graham on the 16th, then Brisbane on the 25th, and that closes my domestic season. Um, looking to do some competitions around May in Japan and then looking to head over to Europe in July. That will be the opening of the Paris qualifying window. That's a super important time and obviously leading into Budapest, uh, which will be in August. Are we going to see you indoors or does that not quite fit with the schedule and, and the program? Um, I was hoping to this year. I was hoping to do the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix, but... The, the indoor circuit was quite short this year. It was only really over four to five weeks. And so, unfortunately, I've missed that window. Um, but we'll look to hopefully get back, back into it next year, at the start of next year. 
Yeah, I think I think there's something pretty special for you in the indoor scene now that you've uh, had that time on the carpet and the slightly springy floor and you got the hang of it. Mm-hmm. I reckon because you've got such an amazing start and as you say, your cadence is good, your stride length is good, your top end speed's good. I think you could rock the world. I think we could put you on the five dollar note once you get that eleven second <laughs> without wind. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> hey Zoe, it's always good to catch up. Um, really going to look forward to following you over in Australia. Uh, this weekend and um, hopefully your race isn't too early at uh, the Graham Douglas because I'm going to go out once work's finished and uh, try and catch the end of it. So um, we wish you all the very best. Um, You've been very, uh, very forward with your time with us to to help share your story with all the listeners. I know they enjoy it and I really enjoy it too. And we wish you all the very best the next couple of weeks and then the rest of the year. Awesome. Thank you.